Okay, people, it's Friday, and that means our last chin check of the week. So, today we're going to be looking at a little bit of news and the UFC 252 weigh-ins. So, uh, yeah, buckle up and let's get busy. A lot of people were wondering if Max Rushkoff would be given a second opportunity, right? And, you know, I remember at the time, you know, after his fight, um, which was on the Blade Volkov card, you know, it was a short notice fight, and um, Dana had come out and said, hey, no one should give him a hard time. Right, and so you thought, okay, maybe he's probably gonna get a second fight. Uh, but it has just been revealed that he is being, you know, cut, and it actually makes a lot of sense, right? And I think it was probably the best thing because talking about the fight, Rushkoff, you know, he had some things to say. They're not great things, right? They're not great things. So he said, um, I've done this my whole life. I've self-sabotaged myself. Even when I was wrestling in high school, I was the best in the state and ended up getting third because I self-sabotaged myself. I was one of the best guys in the country in college was never an All-American when it counted because I was telling myself that for whatever reason, I don't deserve it. That's exactly what I did in my fight with Austin. Shit got hard and I looked at my coach and I said, I don't want to be here anymore. Not because I didn't want to be there, but because I didn't think I deserved to be there. And... Hey, listen, right, because that was the thing. He, I think he won that first round. You know, he had a great first round. And in the second round, yeah, it, you know, you could see that he was gassed, right? And it was a short notice fight. So you're thinking, all right, well, yeah. But, right? But. He wasn't completely obliterated. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't anything, you know, as crazy as that. Yeah, he got a little battered. But you think, alright, you know, even if he came out for the third and lost that, he still kind of had a decent showing. You know what I mean? It, it still wasn't like the worst, you know, thing we've ever seen. So it was, um, yeah, I think it was a situation that you're just like, huh, I mean, it's a bit of a shame. It's a bit of a shame, but, okay, it it makes sense. You know, like, I, I can get why, you know, he didn't want to, he, he didn't want to do it. I can kind of get that. You know what I mean? Um... Because, but then you kind of think, so remember on the Shabazian-Brunson card, right? So you, the first fight of that card, 
Cody Durden against Chris Gutierrez, like that ended up a draw. And Durden came out and he dominated that first round. But like Roshkroff, he he'd gassed come the second. So he lost the second and third. But because he had dominated the first, he got a 10-8. Right? So the next two rounds, they went to Guterreri, but 10-9s, 10-9s. So that made the fight a draw. And you kind of think that maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe that same thing would have happened with Rushkoff. I mean, I, look, I don't know. I couldn't say for sure. But there's that. But the biggest thing I kind of feel with this situation is what Roshkov said. You know what I mean? Like, he self-sabotages himself. He was telling himself he doesn't deserve to be there. Now, that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. And I say that because, hey, when you've got people trying to take your head off, right, any doubt like that, that's putting you at danger. So, you know what I mean? I, I think being cut is a good thing for now, right? It gives him the opportunity to go away and speak with a sports guy psychiatrist. You know, speak with someone like that who can help him just fix this, this thing with himself. Because it is one of those things, it's like a stage fright, right? And, you know, we, we've heard a lot of fighters, you know, they might have lost, been unbeaten, they lose a fight, and then they struggle. Or we often hear, in the training room, the guy's a beast, or the girl's a beast, but they just struggle to transfer that form to fight night, Right? But then we've seen some people, they speak to a sport psychiatrist and they can turn it around, right? So I think Rushkoff, he should do that, get everything sorted, and if he can, then he can come back. Do you know? Because you don't want to be in a situation where you're putting yourself at risk, right? No one knows who's going to win once that door shuts, but you've trained... During you've trained hard, so at least you've given yourself that, right? But then if you are hamstringing yourself with this kind of doubt, that's a big risk, you know? So, hey, I don't think he should probably go to the regionals. I think he should just work on this. Like, still probably do jiu-jitsu, you know, because he was meant to be competing in submission underground, but he got that last minute call for the UFC, so he did that instead, which, yeah, obviously makes sense. But yes, maybe compete in jujitsu just to keep your, you know what I mean, your, your foot in there, keep that edge, as it were. But I wouldn't take any MMA, not until he can work this out, because maybe he can't. Then it's just like, hey, MA probably isn't the way to go for you. You know, just hey, do jujitsu. There's money in that now. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. I I I feel this gives him the opportunity to address that thing. And uh we'll see, you know? Because 
all it needs, right? He sorts he sorts this factor out. He goes on the regional, gets some wins. I'm sure he's either getting straight up call or he'll get given like contender series, ultimate fighter, something like that. And he can make his way back, you know? So, uh, yeah, we will see what happens with Max, you know? We'll see what happens. Okay, so this is interesting, right? Because Paige Van Sant has just signed a four-fight deal with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships. All right, I think this is very interesting. Because if you remember, on the 11th of July, the Usman Masterval card on Fight Island... Paige Van Sant for Amanda Rebass. It was the last fight of her contract. And she was looking to roll the dice. You know what I mean? She was looking to win and use that win to leverage a huge contract. Now, we, we've seen people do that in the past. And it can pay off. You know, like... um. Brendan Schaub, when he fought um, Mirko Krokop, that was the same situation, Schaub won, so he was able to sign a big new contract, doesn't always work, and um, yeah, this time out, it did not work for Paige, and I think the big thing as well, going with that, like, you know, she was talking a lot, Saying, oh, she makes more money off Instagram than she does with fighting. Which, I mean, yeah, obviously. But she hasn't fought much. Yo, she's been off, uh, she'd been off a lot through injuries. So, Like to say, oh, I make more money Well, yeah, no shit, Sherlock You know what I mean? And you have to remember, right? If if you're higher up, you're going to make more money So where Paige was, it's not like she was undefeated It's not like she'd been tearing through everyone She'd won some, she'd lost a lot So, you know what I mean? Like... With that sort of record, what, like, what do you want here? You know what I mean? But it was a lot of talk that she deserves more. But not why, right? Not, well, you know, I've beaten this person, this person. And, you know, if you look at the current rankings, they're number two. So that means I'm, you know, I should be one fight away from a title shot. And blah, blah, blah. It was never anything like that. Never quantifying the ask. It's just, I deserve more. You know, and we see this from a lot of people. It's just like, well, I should be paid. Okay, but why? You know, break it down. Why would you deserve more? Because, you know, I think a lot of people know when you go into your, uh, you know, review meetings in an office job. A lot of times, that's what you have to do. You have to say, listen, I've brought this to the organization in the last year. 
you know, I've upped revenue by this. I brought these clients. I've given the organization this exposure. You have to quantify why you deserve a raise, why you deserve a new position. But we didn't see Paige do that. So, unfortunately for Paige, she was, um, yeah, I, I think she was submitted with, I don't think she landed a punch. It was a quick submission from Rebass, right? So, um, she got submitted and when asked, you know, in the post-fight press conference, Dana said, well, yeah, she should explore free agency. He didn't say, uh, yeah, I'm cutting her. I'm letting her go. He just said, you know, yeah, I think she should explore free agency. So that's a fair thing to say. Yeah, especially because, yo, that's what you asked for, right? So basically, with that statement, he's saying, yeah, uh, you know, she can get a new contract, but it's going to be the same money. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to pay her more. That's crazy. So she entered free agency. And I think a lot of people were thinking she's going to sign with Bellator. You know, even at the time, people asked Scott Coker. And he's like, yeah, I'd be interested. You know, she's a talented fighter. I'd be interested. And when you also think, like, um, is it Austin Vanderfelt? I think that's the name of her husband. Because he fights under Bellator. You know? So, um, yeah, we then find out that she signed a contract with Bare Knuckle. You know, supposedly it's over a million with incentives. You know, you think, hmm, what does that mean? Right? What does that mean? Now, she she came out and she said something like, Oh, some people say that, you know, I, I I get a lot of press because of my looks. Well, I want to do bare knuckle because I don't really care about, you know, getting scars and losing my looks. Which, mm, you kind of think, I don't know if I believe that. Because if you're saying you're making all this money off of Instagram, you're making money because you're pretty. That's why. That's why. You know, and let's be real. If she looked like a bag of shoes, she's not making that money. You know what I mean? Come on, people, we got to be honest here, right? Because, you know, she got a breast uh, induc induction. What do you call it when you get them increased? I don't say reduction, but no, she got them inflated, a breast inflation. Which she got a well, you know what I mean, people. She got that. You know, she's doing a lot to try and highlight her looks. So I don't believe that statement. Like, oh, I, you know, I don't, I don't really care if my face gets all fucked up. I look. She, now she's look. Don't get me wrong. She's a tough. She's a tough fighter. There's no you know denying that she's got heart for sure. And 
no one really cares about a black eye, a broken nose, things like that. But, hey, no one wants to be disfigured. I mean, that's a big thing. No one is going, oh, yeah, I want to get disfigured. I don't really care. Because that's insane. (laughs) Like, no one would want that. So, I've, but when you break it down, when you look at it, okay, so why, why would that happen? Why would she go to Bellator? What, why would she go to Bare Knuckle? Because they paid the most. <laughs> they paid the most. Now, Bellator did make an offer, right? Bellator made an offer, she declined that offer. So you've got to think, the Bellator offer must have been under one million. And the incentives and all of that. Because she left the UFC because she wanted more money. Right, so she's not going to join Bellator for the same money. I mean, that would be insane, right? Or even, you know, less than the one million. But yeah, it, 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 it's definitely a money thing. And it shows they were the only ones prepared to pay all that money. Because I, I don't think you go to bare knuckle if... <laughs> If any other MMA organisation is paying you the money, right? You've trained all of those disciplines. Why are you going to go to somewhere that only allows you to use two of your tools, your fists? Doesn't make any sense, right? Doesn't really make any sense. So it does show... What the perceived value of um, Paige is And even basically the president of Bare Knuckle Has confirmed that Right, so um, David Feldman He, um, you know, this is what he said Right, Um, you know, signing Paige It tells people we're serious Right, we're we're not out there throwing money around stupidly and making bad decisions. We spend money on things we think can help the company grow. And Paige Van Sant, with 4 million followers on her social media accounts, can help us grow. Yeah. So, he spent that money thinking that Paige's social media... Is gonna help bet. It's just like it, it doesn't work like that. I mean, it really doesn't work like that. You're not gonna get four million extra viewers. Like, it's a crazy thing, but that's the perception. He's only signed her for those four million, right? Because if it was for anything else, he'd be like. She's like one of the best female fighters around You know Look we saw her knock out this person And this person and this person So bringing a fighter Of that calibre That's what you would say But he's not saying any of that He's just like oh yeah she's got a lot of followers 
It's insane. Now, he could have mentioned the fact that, oh, our current champion is Beck Rulings. And Paige beat Beck. So, it, you know what I mean? We're bringing in a top... He doesn't even say that. Doesn't even say that. So, yeah. This is crazy. It's crazy. And it does highlight the gamble. Like, Corey Anderson... You know, we spoke about that last week. He um, asked for a release. He went to Bellator. And the word is he's making more money. Which is great. So, that shows you, right? That shows you. Paige wasn't offered that same sort of deal. So, she just went somewhere to make the money. And she's gone to bare knuckle. But you then have to think about it. Last UFC fight, Fight Island, she fought on the main card, right? And the Usman Masterful card... Was I man? I forget the numbers, but I think it was said to be like the third highest grossing UFC pay per view behind the two, two of Connor's ones, right? I believe that's the thing. I mean, if it wasn't the third, it was it's definitely up there, yeah. I think Dana definitely said that it's it, it you know, I mean, it was going on McGregor type money. So she was on that main she was on that main card. Right? She was the first fight on that main card. So that visibility was huge. She ain't getting that at bare knuckle. <laughs> she is not getting that at bare knuckle. But you have to think, Corey isn't getting that at Bellator. So that that's the big thing, right? You're you're saying, oh, I want to go to this place. I want to make more money. I think it just shows. Hey, you got to bring something to the table to get that money. So yeah, obviously we now see the worth of Paige Van Sant. Okay, so we have just had the UFC. Weighings for um, 252 And Most people made weigh Okay So uh, Stipe And um, DC They both made weight Interestingly enough They were both roughly What they were in the last fight So Stipe weighed 233 In the last fight He was 230 So um DC weighed 236 In the last fight He was 236.5 But As Chell pointed out On actual fight day I think he came in at 241 You know what I mean And I, I will say DC does look in great shape And he looks in more in better shape than he did last time. Stepe, Stepe looks in great shape. You know, um, O'Malley and uh, you know Vera both came in at one hundred and thirty six. So all is good there. Um, the two people that missed weight. So um, 
gosh, in the prelims, we've got uh, TJ Brown. So he's fighting at Danny Chavez. Uh, Chavez came in at 146. It's a featherweight bout, um, which is fine. But Brown, ah, I felt bad for Brown. Like, he was 146.5. I did think he was going to go sweat it out, come back. But, um, yeah, he didn't come back. So, he forfeits, um, I don't know, probably 20% of the purse. So, that will go to um, Chavez. And that means he's not eligible for any uh, bonuses. You know, so there's no... I think they could possibly still get fighted tonight. But both bits would go to Chavez. Or he couldn't, if he won, he couldn't get fight performance, you know, so there's that. Now, the biggest one was Herbert Burns. And when he came to weigh in, he knew something was up, right? Because everyone always comes in, take the shirt off, take shoes off, whatever, whatever, then get on the scale. Burns, he's heads down, he walks over to the scales, Right, looks like he's going to get on And he speaks to someone And then he's just like, okay Nods, takes off his shirt Gets on the scale And then we're greeted with uh, 149.5 Which is like Oh, fuck That isn't good That's not good at all You know what I mean? It's a February fight, son He is nearly you know, and come fight night, he he's possibly coming in there as a lightweight. You know, possibly heavier. Who knows? That's not good at all. And remember, you know, you get a a pound, you know, allowance, right? So featherweight hundred forty five. So you can come in at hundred forty six. That's what Pienda did. Right, but uh, yeah, a hundred and forty nine point five, so he's three and a half pounds over. Yeah, that really isn't good. Uh, and it's tough on Pienda as well, you know, this is his first fight back, right? He's been out f- for a while from the UFC, so he's worked his way back, and his first fight back. He's got this. So, is it me? Like, Pienta, yes, he could have declined the fight. But you look at the situation, right? The card is huge. It's the trilogy fight, the legacy fight. Stipe v. Cormier, right? It's a, it's, it's a huge card. It's also his, you know, return to the UFC. He's been out, he's been working hard So yeah, he's gonna, you know, he doesn't want to go, nah, I'm not gonna take it And it, you know, you think he's been, like, w- just working Like, you've got to do all that training camp So he's been, you know, hard on the training camp He's been doing everything he can to get to this opportunity You know, to get to this point where he can fight. 
right? Now, we, we, we see a, um, a lot of places, yeah, a lot of places have, um, have come back, you know, like, um, you know, we, we've seen LFA, they, they've got their situation going, and, um, a few other spots have got their situations going, yeah, we, we, we see that, but not everyone, you know what I mean, it, it, it's not like everyone is out there putting on cards like they were, so you, you think the opportunity to be able to um, get back in and fight? Like, he hasn't... His last fight was against... Um, Ray, uh, no, so was against Jenny, Jeremy Kennedy in October last year. So he's been out since then. You know what I mean? Since October... So, this is, you know, his first opportunity, his first big opportunity for a payday. So, he's not going to turn that down. I mean, it is a real kind of a, a, a shitty situation to be in. So, of course, he was going to take the fight. But, yeah, now, it's all changed. You know, so now he's going up against Ed Burns, who is always, you know, that was always a dangerous fight, a tough fight. But now Burns is possibly just going to be, you know, a lightweight on fight night. So, yeah, it's a tough, shitty situation for him. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'll be, like, what I thought was funny, so... um. Junior Dos Santos, he came in, he's, Dos Santos was ripped, he was ripped, so he came in at 238.5 with abs, so the funny thing, so he's two pounds heavier, well two and a half heavier than DC, but um, yeah, <laughs> he definitely looked more ripped than DC, <laughs> I mean, he is taller, so it, 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 that does help with the distribution and all, you know. <laughs> Josinio Rosenstruck, he came in at two fifty four, so yeah, Dos Santos is considerably lighter, you know. So um, we'll see how that one turns out, you know. Definitely gonna help um. Dos Santos's cardio, though, be able to jump around and avoid, you know, those big hammer, hammer hocks that um, you know, Rosenstruck will be throwing at him. The the other thing that did surprise me, and I don't know, I'm really like, is it my rubbish eyes? But Felice, like she came in, she looked good. Felice looked good. It was good to see her weighing in. Um, you know, after all the injuries and everything, but she's a brunette. I'm like, I thought Felice had blonde hair. You know, so I don't know if, if if she was, you know, a natural blonde or if she's a natural brunette. I'm confused. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little confused, but uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it was nothing fight related with Felice. It was just wait, wait, what's what's with Felice's hair? <laughs> that was that was the only thing that did surprise me. But uh, yeah. Uh, that's the weigh-ins, people. Um, everyone else, you know, everyone else. As I said, look, they all made weight. Everyone seemed good. Um, Jim Miller did look a little worn. He came in at 156, the same as Pichel. Vince, he came in at 156. But yeah, I did think Miller looked a little bit worn. But uh, you know, he's got a day to hydrate. Um, but yeah. Cannot wait people Tomorrow is gonna be a lot of fun So um, yeah, as of right now All fights are a go We haven't lost any So uh, yeah, fingers crossed it stays like that people Fingers crossed it stays like that, right? <laughs> okay people, so before we end Let's look at uh, some news that's been floating around, okay? So it looks like Besh Carrera and Evan Dunnan have both been released. Now, interesting thing so Dunnan was making his comeback. Um, so, you know, with this release, will he, you know, Try and go somewhere else You know what I mean Because that fight Herbert Burns really did uh, Yeah He kind of ended things pretty quick So you know Will Dunnan try and go to a Bellator or somewhere else Or just say That's it And Carrera You know she did look a little flat footed And just You know what I mean just slow in that uh, panicking Cade fight. So um, I'm sure she's gonna, you know, continue fighting. But where's that gonna be? Will she try Bellator? Will she, you know, go back to Invicta? Or um, maybe a Brazilian promotion? Who knows? You know? Hey, next week we've got a big fight coming. Alright, so um Ovin St. Prue uh v Alonzo Menafield has been added as the co-main event. <laughs> oh, that is a fight. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that as well will kind of um I think that that makes the winner. In, um, you know, he puts their name up there in, you know, who will possibly get enough, the next fight uh, to um, Bones' bell. And um, supposedly, uh, Brett Okamoto did say that he spoke to Dana, and um, Dana did say that there will be a light heavyweight title fight. This year Do you know what I mean So um, yeah Be interesting to see um, Who gets that shot But can't wait to see St. Prue against Menafield Next week On the 5th of uh, September 
uh, Montana, Montana De La Rosa was meant to be fighting Marna Morais, but unfortunately Morais has had to withdraw in her place. Viviana Rozier is stepping in. So uh, yes, yeah, still a good fight. Also on that card, Karma Worthy is back. Uh, he's gonna be fighting Otman Azatar. Um, then people on the or is it the um twenty fourth of October? Yes, UFC two fifty four. Cynthia Calvillo against Lauren Murphy. That seems to be in the works to join that card. And if you um, have forgotten, that's the night Khabib will be fighting at Gaethje for the you know what I mean undisputed belt. So um, hey, that'll be a great card for um, that fight to join. And finally, Sarah Morais is going to be fighting Vanessa Mello on the 7th of November. So, uh, yeah, we have some fun fights to look forward to, people. That's for sure. But it is all about tomorrow night. Cormier v. Stipe trilogy fight. The legacy fight. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win against O'Malley and Vera? We got some fun fights, and god damn it, I can't wait. Alright, so um, people, one more sleep, <laughs> and then tomorrow, oh shit, it is on. So, uh, yeah, we will um, speak again Monday to, uh, yeah talk about how everything turned out so people enjoy the fights and uh catch you on monday all right peace